Welcome to the Hallucination Cafe. I'd like to take you on a journey to an alternative reality, a world of fiction, of horror, of science that doesn't exist. I'm your host, Shelley Ann Wooderson. Welcome back to the Hallucination Cafe. We've just been a bit on hiatus and we are back. I'm glad you've decided to join us. This week's story is called Getting It Right and it's read and written by Shelley Ann Wooderson. Stephanie knew the minute she saw the TV in Walmart. The face was repeated in a sea of sets, a familiar, almost identical face with long, wavy, dark hair, deep-set brown eyes and thick glasses. The woman on the television was thinner, of course. She wasn't carrying the weight of four pregnancies. The softness under the chin, over the arms, the thighs, the entire body. But that mole, the one by her lip, that was there. It was the face Stephanie saw in the mirror, yet it wasn't her. She reached up for the television set with her left hand while her right hand unconsciously went to her own mole. A brown hairy thing her father had called a beauty spot and the kids in school had called her pet. It had been weeks since she'd looked in a mirror or used her tweezers and her fingers played with the hairs. She looked around, the other televisions repeating the image. She pulled open the television panel and turned up the sound manually, leaning in close to hear it over the music coming out of the nearby stereos. My office is disappointed by the judge's decision, but we will have enough to prosecute this case. The woman's name popped up on the screens. Jennifer Litton, Assistant District Attorney. The picture changed the mugshot of the accused. Another decrepit used-to-be celebrity enjoying another 15 minutes of fame at the expense of his decapitated wife. Stephanie started to flick channels to see if any other channel had pictures of Jennifer. Stephanie wanted to see her hands to see if she was wearing a ring. Stephanie reached down to touch her left hand. She reached for the white withered flesh on her ring finger, the scar of a decade. She found her face again on the e-channel. In the moments of flicking channels, she'd convinced herself she was wrong, but when she saw the footage again, she knew. Jennifer was her. A different her. A woman she could have been. A woman she'd wanted to be. Before she met Simon. Before her dreams had been co-opted to wife and want to be mother. This woman was who she was going to be when she grew up. Before, when all that mattered was grades and exams. Before the four miscarriages, before love, before regret. In a moment of clarity, Stephanie knew exactly which moment her life had failed. The one thing she could change and everything would be different. It wasn't a big moment, not one of the ones she'd agonised over. It wasn't when she'd said yes to his proposal or even when she'd taken the job so they could buy a house instead of going back to college. The exact moment was when she was ten. That was the day she'd picked up the flyers about summer camp. The day she decided to go to science camp and not the camp at the lake. In the past, she'd always blamed herself for going with the camp counsellor to his office. Blamed herself for not screaming when he approached her. Blamed herself for letting him kiss her. Hated herself for responding when he touched her. Without camp, she wouldn't have needed Simon. She wouldn't have become Stephanie. She would have lived out her dreams and become Jennifer. And in that moment of clarity, she stopped blaming herself. Her fate had been sealed the day she picked up the camp flyer. Stephanie had thought that all the other fates were murdered on that day by the insignificant action. But seeing Jennifer, she knew it wasn't so. The other woman on the television set was her. 
her with another fate. Maybe somewhere out there someone was living the life she had wanted. Maybe somewhere out there was the wife and the mother she'd wanted to be. Perhaps someone was getting her life right. Living out one of the other fates. But she'd walked into the cloakroom of life and collected the wrong one. Can I help you, ma'am? She turned startled. He looked too young to be working. She wondered for a minute what he would be like to kiss. Would his skin still have the soft dewiness in the morning? Or would the stubble on his jaw run like sandpaper across her breasts? He had wide shoulders, probably a surfer, with the corded arms and contoured torso. She looked back at his face, and in his eyes she felt his lack of interest. She was a mom type, possibly one of his mom's friends. Was she that old? Was she really old enough to be his mother? Oh God, maybe she was. When had she gotten so old? Are you interested in a TV, ma'am? If you apply for a card today, we can get you 10% off your first purchase. No, thank you, she smiled. Could you tell me where you sell the firearms? Second floor, sporting goods, behind the treadmills. Thank you. She walked towards the elevator to buy her gun. Her fate had been decided long before. There was comfort that somewhere out there, it didn't have to end like this. Somewhere out there, another her, with a different name, had collected one of the other fates and was getting her life right. <laughs>